Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Stop for joining you in the 6:30 Chad Studios. Wow, how good is that song? When you think about it, what a great combination of talent! David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, going back with Queen, 1982. Speaking of which, uh, and this is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at Digitex.ca. Brendan Escott, you're a, a guy from the younger generation. I am. You know, you're a young fella, don't you know? Uh, did you happen to see Bohemian Rhapsody? Yet? I sure did, and I thought it was probably the best movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, but that's because I wasn't alive while it was all going on. I've heard there were some things about it that you know, people were, can poke holes they, in it. They played, yeah, the you know, the, I, as an example, uh, in the movie, uh, he the impression is given that he finds out Freddie Mercury finds out that he has AIDS uh, before. Uh, 
before he does Live Aid, and the truth is he actually found that out after. So there's one of the points of contention. It's still, uh, there were aspects of it that were brilliantly done. And Mm -hmm. there's no question what cannot be denied is they were a great uh, concert act. And they really did to find a way to get people engaged and involved in their songs, and that was evidence. I, I actually watched, I was not at Live Aid, but I remember I was 19 when that happened in uh, June of 1985. It was, it was a huge event, uh, if you love music, and it was if you were a casual, you know, just a casual observer. I mean, it was a spectacular talent, and uh, Queen crushed it. By the way, so did you too at that event. Led Zeppelin, The Who, not so good, but... Uh, you know what? I want to find out how many people saw it and how many people liked it. You can text us at 630-630. And I'd also be interested to find out how many of you were actually... How many of you watched Live Aid? Uh, because, you know, the conclusion of the movie basically reenacts Queen's appearance in Live Aid. Um, how many of you remember watching Live Aid when it happened? And do you think differently... like? I, I think that most of us at that, you know, like, again, I was 19 in 1985. Everybody thought Queen was a pretty cool band. Like, no, I don't recall this. Oh, they're washed up their past there. I don't recall that happening. Like, I, I always thought they were, you know, they had it going on. I mean, teams used songs from Queen as anthems for their own team, you know, like, so... Give me shoot us a text on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Get involved, get engaged. Uh, Heartland Ford, don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland Ford a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. You can also uh, reach us on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got Grammy winner Rick Springfield taking the stage at River Cree on Saturday, March 23rd. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Uh, we are on Twitter at Oilers now. Uh, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott. There was also the uh, Freddie Mercury benefit concert, which took place. What in? Uh, I was. I remember where I saw it. I was up in Fort St. James, BC, at that time, and that was back in 1992. And school had concluded that year. And uh, one of the more unique moments was when Elton John. And Axl Rose took the stage together. That was a big deal in that event. So uh, text us at 630-630. Let us know. Coming up on today's show, well, we're going to recap. And the Oilers are indeed under pressure after last night's lackluster performance. Weren't ready to go. The players admitted it after the game. And end result, they took the New Jersey Devils lightly and they got drilled. Ended up losing the game 6-3. Lots of different things happened on route. We'll discuss last night's hockey game. Louis DeBrusque will swing by and join us. From NHL Hockey and Rogers at 12.35 today. At 1.05, we had to do a flip of talent. Brian Burke is uh, flying today, so Brian Burke for Friends of Canadian Power Pack will join Brendan tomorrow on Oilers Now as I'm flying with the Oilers to Arizona. Uh, Louis DeBresca today, Elliot Friedman for River Creek Resort and Casino today at 1.05. And at 1.35 as they get set to embark upon defending their national championship with a different head coach. Ian Herbers, back in fold as U of A head coach. He'd spent the last three years with the Edmonton Oilers on Todd McClellan's staff. Alberta drops the puck as a prohibitive favorite tonight, specifically against Lethbridge, the number one versus number eight seed. Ian Herbers will join us from Lethbridge on today's edition of Oilers Now. All right, you can uh, text us at 630-630. Let's get right to it, though. 
for direct workwear. Our Oilers Now Audio Vault for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation. Directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Jack Michaels with the call on what turned out to be a very disappointing night for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. They say in the basketball world, survive and advance. And in hockey, the same holds true. For the Edmonton Oilers, it's only one other playoff challenger in action tonight. And they've won. So the Oilers must survive and advance. Here we go. Lucic is ready to drop him. And he and Gabriel are trading punches. Lucic has landed a chopping right. He's a little short with a right hook and now lands one on the left side of Gabriel's face. Gabriel and Lucic have one another strung out. Gabriel was able to land a couple of left jabs, but they did very little damage. But now Lucic catches him with three successive right hands. Gabriel comes back with a thundering left hook, and finally they're separated. A tremendous tilt to get this game started. Castino left wing, and it rolls behind Koskinen and in the back of the net. One-nothing New Jersey is Agostino able to power it through Koskinen. Here's a shot to the point that was redirected by Sam Gagne and rolls behind Corey Schneider. One freakish bounce deserves another. What's the one thing that Matt Benning has always done well since day one? Finds the net. And he's a plus player. Gets pucks to the net and he's a plus player. I think that's going to be Gagne from Kara and Benning. McDavid loads up. Centers tipped home by Chason and Edmonton has its first lead. Into the points, Severson in front. Backhander score. Travis Zajac ties the game. Severson, high slot. Wrist shot score. 3-2. New Jersey fires a pass out to the point for Quindle. A slapper score. Beat Koskinen high glove. Off the draw, wrist shot score. And the Devils have made it 5-2. McDavid high slot. Loading one-timer score, Matt Benning. And it's 5-3 New Jersey as Benning hammers home his fourth of the year. And now it's a race for the puck. Blake Coleman picks it up in on net. Backhander score! Shorthanded goal, New Jersey. And it's 6-3. Yeah, off the draw length of the ice clear for the Oilers. And the game is over 6-3. Well, there you have it. Uh, 6-3 loss against a team that had 10 skaters yesterday with fewer than 40 games in the NHL. That was a really inexperienced New Jersey team, and uh, the Oilers didn't take advantage. A team playing the second of a back-to-back, a team with five of their top nine forwards out, including reigning MVP Taylor Hall, the former Oiler. Uh, No Sammy Votnin on defense. Traded away a couple of their forwards. It's a bad loss. Here's Ken Hitchcock. Well, this is the red flag game when you're trying to climb the mountain and you've had so many games with so such high level of intensity because you're trying to catch up. You minute you take your foot off the gas, or you minute you take a breath, you get burnt. We got burnt. Didn't respect the opponent enough, uh, I don't think, and it, it led to some careless defensive play, and we got burnt because of it. And, you know, it's the time of year right now. As disappointed as it is, we, we got to move on. We got we play nothing but teams that are ahead of us in the standings, and we got to catch up. So in 24 hours, this is a loss that's, that's going to sting tonight, but we got to move on. But the lesson for me is uh, we... We've played awful well, and we've done it with checking, and we've done it with with hard play in the critical ice game, and we didn't do that, and we got burnt because of it. Every mistake ended up on our net. 
Uh, our goalie had a tough night, hasn't had many of those. Uh, every mistake ended up in our net and, and uh, you know, we were too loose defensively and paid for it. Yep, here's Connor McDavid saying the Oilers took New Jersey lightly. We just took them, for, took them lightly, um, yeah. took the game for granted. Um, you know, didn't think uh, we needed to work, and um, you know, obviously they're they're a good team. I mean, they, they work hard. They they don't uh, they don't have necessarily the the veterans in the lineup, but um, you know whatever they lack uh, for experience, they, they make up in, in effort. Uh, Matt Benning now up to plus fourteen on a team with a minus thirty one goal differential. He's a plus player every year on where things went wrong last night. We're in this dressing room looking to get points every night, and I mean, I think tonight was disappointing. Um, I don't know if we took them lightly or uh, we just weren't ready, but uh, they beat us to a lot of pucks tonight. Alex Chason says the Oilers, uh, we got to bounce back from uh, that kind of loss. I think lately we've done a much better job of uh, finding our game a lot quicker uh, after a loss or after a game like this where uh, earlier this season it felt like it would, it would go on for a couple games. Um, we're all aware here that tonight wasn't our best, wasn't good enough. Uh, obviously going forward, uh, the next three games here we're playing three teams that are above us in, in the standings and um, we're going to need our best. All right, so they didn't get her done last night. That's an absolute given. The fans are upset. They're not happy. Edmonton flies to Arizona today. Today's at, or tomorrow. Uh, today's actually a CBA mandated off day. And uh, you need four of those in a month. You can text us at 630, 630. Uh, this text comes in. Hitchcock should not have pulled Koskinen and Miko would be the first to tell you. He gave up two bad ones. The first one and the fourth one were not good goals against. Um, my coach Mike says, Bob, how many years has this organization blown games like uh, the one last night? That's f- completely fair comment. Brendan, when we talked about this before yesterday's game, was there a... I, I know that when I was on the uh, the City Ford Faceoff show that I'd mentioned to read, this goes one of two ways. Either it's a big night for the likes of McDavid or Dreisaitl, or it's going to be one of, one of those games where they're going to have to squeak one out, and they, they didn't come close to that, but I, I if you listen close, these games have been, I've been nervous for these games because I, I see the same thing, and there is a you know, McDavid brought it, he tried to make plays last night, great offense, Dry Saddle was quiet, Nugent Hopkins was really quiet in last night's game um, their Oilers top four defense struggled the entire game. The entire game. They had challenges. You know what New Jersey has? Even with eight or ten guys up from Binghamton, their AHL team, they're quick. And the Oilers struggle against teams that can move the puck on the back end and are quick. Those are the teams that Edmonton struggles against. Toronto's a quick team. They're deep, but they're quick. And uh, San Jose, they're bigger, but and they got three lines, but they, they, they got some guys that can skate and get after you, and their defense can transition the puck. Tampa Bay, really quick up front. Oilers played pretty well in Tampa game, the, fir- uh, the first uh, game of the year. There's just some matchups right now in New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey drilled Edmonton twice, and they had two entirely different teams 
but philosophically they had the same teams. And I completely, after a game like that, completely understand the exasperation and the frustration of the fans. The uh, previous general manager built a big, heavy team to match sort of what Los Angeles had done out west, and now L.A. and Edmonton are both in a similar position where they're going to need to uh, reupholster their team. How many of you have heard the name Chris McFarland? He is the assistant general manager of the Colorado Avalanche. The same avalanche who two years ago uh, appeared to be... Two years ago, Colorado had uh, the worst season in, in several of any teams in the league because they were big, old, and slow. And they got rid of a bunch of guys uh, during the course of, at the end of the 16-17 season, and they integrated several younger, smaller, quicker players in the lineup. And that's probably what's going to have to happen to Edmonton up front because they have a lack of speed. And you got to have desperation, not com- not just compete. You got to be desperate. You want desperation? You got Curtis Gabriel, who's not one of those bigger. Well, he's bigger, but he's not one of those quicker guys. But you have Curtis Gabriel picking a fight with Milan Lucic because he got in Milan's grill twice before they finally fought the third time because he's desperate. And the Oilers have some guys that aren't as desperate. We'll talk about that with Louis DeBrus coming up. Uh, it is 12.22 at Edmonton. When we come back, already lots of responses to some texts on the Oilers and on Queen. And Brendan Escott will have NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.25 at Edmonton. Let's get to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear, and here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. Ten games across the league tonight, and that features Montreal playing on Long Island. Ottawa hosts St. Louis, and Winnipeg entertains Boston. Eric Brandstrom will make his NHL debut with the Senators tonight. Of course, he was acquired as the main piece of the Mark Stone trade with Vegas. Newly signed Max Verano out of Princeton University will debut as well. Sherwood Park's Carter Hart will return from a three-week absence tonight against Washington. He's been out with an ankle injury. Canucks are, uh, they're banged up, Bob. Uh, forward Antoine Roussel will miss the rest of the season with a knee injury. He suffered last night. Elias Pettersson is okay after taking an elbow from Chris Kreider, but that landed Kreider a $5,000 fine. He was also ejected from last night's game, as was Brendan Lemieux, who was ejected for the hit on Roussel, but no suspension or fine expected there. Quinn Hughes is also in a walking boot for the next week as he nurses an ankle injury as well. Uh, The league announced yesterday that the draft lottery will take place on April 9th. That's the day before the playoffs start. Pacific Division leading Bakersfield Condors fell 5-4 in overtime to the San Diego Gulls last night. Tyler Vessel had a three-point night for the Condors. Up next, they host the Ontario Reign on Saturday. The playoff-bound Edmonton Oil Kings wrap up the regular season with two games against Calgary this weekend. Saturday, a 2 p.m. puck drop at Rogers Place. Sunday, same time at the Saddle Dome. U of A Golden Bears hosting the Lethbridge Pronghorns at well, take on the host actually the Lethbridge Pronghorns at the uh, U Sports National Championship tonight at 7 o'clock. Luke Philp named the U Sports Player of the Year last night. Jason Fram won Defenseman of the Year for the second year in a row. On the Panda side of things, they're also at their own National Championship out in Prince Edward Island. They play the Toronto Varsity Blues tomorrow at noon. Alex Posnikoff won the U Sports Female Player of the Year, Bob. 
Alrighty, well, that was the worst kept secret in town. There was, I had one really, uh, just in terms of Luke Phillip getting the player of the year who we had on the show yesterday. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Literally hundreds of texts coming in on uh, Live Aid and on the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. But uh, where, this is what happened. Oh, here it is right here. Brad, you win the day. Brad wins the day for me via text, except it just recalibrated. Ah! Bob, that's their pretty cool Vanilla Ice remake that Queen and David Bowie made. That one comes to us from Brad. Yes, indeed, Brad. Yeah, you got it. That was all the uh, controversy back in the day when uh, Vanilla Ice came out. And then uh, George LaRock decided to do a remake of the Vanilla Ice version. And it was utterly putrid. It is 12.28 in Edmonton, and George would be the first to admit to that. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Louis DeBrus coming up. We'll get to a bunch of your texts a little bit later on as well. After a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.